Welcome to the LDS Guided Meditation and Mindful Reading Podcast, a companion to The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Come Follow Me Studies. Thank you for joining me. I am your host, Trisha Kerr. This year, we will be following the Church Curriculum for the New Testament. For those of you who are new, we start with a guided meditation then a mindful reading of the New Testament chapters that are in the Come Follow Me manual. At the end, if you would like, there is a 10-minute section of music only, so you can have some time to reflect, pray, meditate, or even nap, whatever you need. If you have any comments or questions, please contact me at ldsguidedmeditation at gmail.com. Okay, let's begin. Let's begin by finding a quiet space that is comfortable. Take a moment to adjust to your space. Close your eyes. Be aware of the air that surrounds you, the warmth or the coolness of it as it touches your skin. Focus on your breathing Breathe deeply and slowly. Be mindful of your abdomen as it expands with air and contracts as you exhale. Use each breath to relax the body and focus the mind more and more. Let's turn our attention to our bodies. You may choose to remain still or use movement to soften the muscles and ligaments, whichever feels best for you right now. Be mindful of each area of your body, especially those areas where you hold extra tension. Let's focus on releasing the head and neck. Relax your shoulders and arms. Your hands and your fingers. Your spine, chest and core. your hips and your legs. Your feet and your toes. Let's refocus on our breathing Take it even deeper 
and slower. Now, let's turn our attention to the mind. Grant your mind permission to unwind. Allow all resistant thoughts to dissipate. Gently release them. If at any time you find your thoughts wandering back to the outside world, use your breathing to refocus while they pass through and out of your consciousness. Now that we have prepared ourselves to hear the voice of the Lord through his prophets, I pray that we will be able to feel more acutely the gentle guidance of the Holy Spirit and that we may be able to gain knowledge and a deeper understanding. Second Corinthians chapter eight. True saints impart of their substance to the poor. Christ out of his poverty brought eternal riches. Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. For to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power they were willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave of their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God, insomuch that we desired Titus, that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace also. Therefore, as ye abound in everything, in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all diligence, and in your love to us, see that ye abound in his grace also. I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others, and to prove the sincerity of your love. For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for the sake he became poor, that yet through his poverty he might be rich. And therein I give my advice. For this is expedient for you who have begun before, not only to do, but also to be forward a year ago. Now therefore perform the doing of it, that as there was a readiness to will, so there may be a performance also out of that which ye have. For if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not. For I mean, not that another man be eased, and ye burdened, but by an equality, that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their want, that their abundance also may be a supply for your want, that there may be an equality. As it is written, he that hath gathered much hath nothing over, and he that hath gathered little hath no lack. But thanks be to God, which put the same earnest care into the heart of Titus for you. For indeed he accepted the exhortation, but being more forward, 
of his own accord he went unto you. And we have sent with him the brother who prays is in the gospel throughout all the churches. And not that only, but who was also chosen of the churches to travel with us with this grace, which is administered by us to the glory of the same Lord and declaration of your ready mind. Avoid this, that no man should blame us in this abundance which is ministered by us, providing for honest things, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. And we have sent with them our brother, whom we have oftentimes proved diligent in many things, but now much more diligent, upon the great affliction which I have in you. Whether any do inquire of Titus, he is my partner and fellow helper concerning you. Or our brother be inquired of, they are the messengers of the church and the glory of Christ. Wherefore, shew ye to them and before the churches the proof of your love and of our boasting on your behalf. Second Corinthians chapter 9 God loves and rewards a cheerful giver. Thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. For as touching the ministering to the saints, it is superfluous for me to write to you. For I know the forwardness of your mind, for which I boast of you to them of Macedonia, that Achaia was ready a year ago, and your zeal hath provoked very many. Yet I have sent the brethren, lest our boasting of you should be in vain in this behalf, that, as I said, ye may be ready. Lest haply, if they of Macedonia come with me, and find you unprepared, we, that say not ye, should be ashamed in this same confident boasting. Therefore I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren, that they would go before you, and make up beforehand your bounty whereof ye have noticed before, that the same might be ready, as a matter of bounty, and not as of covetousness. But this I say, He which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according, as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly, or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. As it is written, He hath dispersed abroad, He hath given to the poor, His righteousness remaineth for ever. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower both ministering bread for your food, and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruit of your righteousness being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causeth through us thanksgiving to God. For the administer of this service not only supplieth the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God, while by the experiment of this ministration they glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ, and for your liberal distributions unto them and unto all men, and by their prayer for you, which long after you for the exceeding grace of God in you. 
Thanks be unto God for this unspeakable gift. Second Corinthians chapter 10 Bring every thought into obedience. Paul glories in the Lord. Now I, Paul, myself, beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am base among you, but being absent am bold toward you. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence, wherewith I think to be bold against some, which think of us as if we walk according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Do ye look on things after the outward appearance? If any man trust to himself that he is Christ's, let him of himself think this again, that he is Christ's, even so we are Christ's. For though I should boast somewhat more of our authority, which the Lord hath given us for edification, and not for your destruction, I should not be ashamed, that I may not seem as if I would terrify you by letters. For his letters, say they, are weighty and powerful, but his boldly presence is weak, and his speech contemptible. But such an one think this, that such as we are in word by letter when we are absent, such will we be also indeed when we are present. For we dare not make ourselves of the number, or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they measure themselves by themselves, and compare themselves among themselves, are not wise. But we will not boast of things without our measure, but according to the measure of the rule which God hath distributed to us, and measure to reach even unto you. For we stretch not ourselves beyond our measure, as though we reach not unto you. For we are come as far as to you also in preaching of the gospel of Christ, not boasting of things without our measure, that is, of other men's labors, but have hope, when your faith is increased, that we shall be enlarged by you according to our rule abundantly, to preach the gospel in the regions beyond you, and not to boast in other men's line of things made ready to our hand. But he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. For not he that commendeth himself is approved, but whom the Lord commendeth. Second Corinthians chapter 11 Maintain the simplicity that is in Christ. Satan sends forth false apostles. Paul glories in the suffering for Christ. Would to God ye could bear with me a little in my folly, and indeed bear with me. 
for I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you in one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if ye received another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel, which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. For I suppose I was not a whit behind the very chiefest apostle. But though I be rude in speech, yet not in knowledge, but we have been thoroughly made manifest among you in all things. Have I committed an offense in abasing myself that ye might be exalted, because I have preached to you the gospel freely? I robbed other churches, taking wages of them, to do you service. And when I was present with you, and wanted, I was chargeable to no man. For that which was lacking to me the brethren, which came from Macedonia, supplied. And in all things I have kept myself from being burdensome unto you, and so will I keep myself. As to the truth of Christ is in me, no man shall stop me of this boasting in the regions of Achaia. Wherefore, because I love you not, God knoweth. But what I do, that I will do, that I may cut off occasion from them which desire occasion, that wherein they glory, that they may be found even as we. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. I say again, let no man think me a fool, if otherwise yet as a fool receive me, I may boast myself a little. That which I speak, I speak it not after the Lord, but as it were foolishly in this confidence of boasting. Seeing that many glory after the flesh, I will glory also. For ye suffer fools gladly, seeing yourselves are wise. For ye suffer, if a man bring you into bondage, if a man devour you, if a man take you, if a man exalt himself, if a man smite you on the face. I speak as concerning reproach, as though we had been weak. Howbeit, whereinsoever, any is bold. I speak foolishly, I am bold also. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool, I am more. In labors more abundantly, in stripes above measure, in prison more frequently, in deaths oft. Of the Jews five times receive I forty stripes, save one. Thrice I was beaten with a rod, once was I stoned, thrice I have suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeyings often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in peril of mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, 
in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and in painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Beside those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, in care of all the churches. Who is weak? Am I not weak? Who is offended, and I burn not? If I must needs glory, I will glory of the things which concern my infirmities. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is blessed for evermore, knoweth that I lie not. In Damascus, the governor under Eratos the king kept the city of the Damascenes with a garrison, desirous to apprehend me. And through a window in a basket was I let down by the wall and escaped his hands. Second Corinthians chapter 12 Paul is cut up to the third heaven. The Lord gives men weaknesses that they may triumph over them. Paul manifests the signs of an apostle. It is not expedient for me, doubtless, to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I knew a man in Christ above fourteen years, whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell. God knoweth. Such an one caught up to the third heaven, and I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body I cannot tell, God knoweth, how that he was caught up into paradise, and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. Of such an one will I glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but in my infirmities. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool. For I will say the truth, but now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he heareth of me, and lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given unto me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I rather glorify in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. I am become a fool in glorying. Ye have compelled me, for I ought to have been commended of you, for in nothing am I behind the very chiefest apostle, though I be nothing. Truly, the sign of an apostle were wrought among you in all patience, in signs, and wonders, and mighty deeds. For what is it wherein ye were inferior to other churches, except it be that I myself was burdensome unto you? Forgive me this wrong. Behold, the third time I am ready to come to you, and I will not be burdensome to you, 
for I seek not yours, but you. For the children ought not to lay up for the parents, but the parents for the children. And I will very gladly spend and be spent for you, though more abundantly I love you, the less I be loved. But be it so, I did not burden you. Nevertheless, being crafty, I caught you with guile. Did I make a gain of you by any of them who I sent unto you? I desired Titus, and with him I sent a brother. Did Titus make a gain of you? Walked we not in the same spirit? Walked we not in the same steps? Again, think ye that we excuse ourselves unto you? We speak before God in Christ, but we do all things, dearly beloved, for your edifying. For I fear lest when I come, I shall not find you such as I would, and that I shall be found unto you such as ye would not. Lest there be debates, envying, wraths, strifes, backbiting, whisperings, swellings, tumults, and lest, when I come again, my God will humble me among you, and that I shall be well many which have sinned already, and have not repented of the uncleanliness, and fornications, and lasciviousness which they have committed. Second Corinthians chapter 13 Saints should test themselves as to righteousness, be perfect and of one mind, live in peace. This is the third time I am coming to you. In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. I told you before, I foretell you, as if I were present the second time. And being absent now, I write to them which heretofore have sinned, and to all other, that if I come again, I will not spare. Since ye seek a proof of Christ speaking in me, which to you word is not weak, but is mighty in you. For though he was crucified through weakness, yet he liveth by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God toward you. Examine yourself whether ye be in the faith, prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves? How Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. But I trust that ye shall know that we are not reprobates. Now I pray to God that ye do no evil, not that we should appear approved, but that ye should do that which is honest, though we be as reprobates. For we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. For we are glad, when we are weak, and yet we are strong. And this also we wish, even your perfection. Therefore I write these things being absent, lest being present I should use sharpness, according to the power which the Lord hath given me to edification, and not to destruction. Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect, be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace shall be with you. Greet one another with an holy kiss. All the saints salute you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. 
Amen. The second epistle to the Corinthians was written from Philippi, a city of Macedonia, by Titus and Lucas. It is now time for the self-guided part of today's meditation. Use this time of peace and quiet to ponder and pray. Be grateful, be positive, be teachable, be submissive to the will of the Lord, and be aware of the hand of God in your life. <laughs> 